back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 19, Bachelor Party. And with me, as always, is the lovely Jen Runkle. Thoughts on Bachelor Party? What's your reaction here? Eh, it was okay. I think I maybe only laughed, like, three times out loud. But the end, you know, it had a nice, cute ending, which I, you know, kind of helped redeem it a bit. And the whole, you know, thing at Lily's bridal shower with her grandma giving the speech and Robin's face in the background, that was really good. Yeah, it kills me that that, we didn't remember that that's what Lily and Robin were up to in this episode. Because when we closed out last week, we remembered the bachelor party and little pieces of that, but not what Lily and Robin were up to. And that was by far the best part of the the night. Right. I mean, I think the only reason we remembered the bachelor party is because it's titled bachelor party. True. I didn't really remember anything that really had happened in the bachelor party. So I would like to read a little bit of news. Okay. And then I have actually a challenge for you. Okay. So for news, Allison Hannigan has another new show, this time called Outrageous Pumpkins. She's really getting into this. I think you're just making up shows at this point <laughs> and seeing if I'm paying attention. I'm doing a mad lib. <laughs> mad libs of uh, okay, what point is Jen going to figure out I'm just making these stuff. contest shows. Uh, sadly, and this actually happened a few weeks ago, I've already mentioned it to you, but Colby, Colby Smolder's Stumptown got canceled. Oh, did it? I don't think you did tell me that. Oh, I didn't? Yeah. it. it was. It, they had announced a while ago it was going to be renewed. But no, I did tell you because I remember I said it was for COVID reasons, but I couldn't explain after reading the article what that meant. Oh, okay. I don't remember you telling me that. Which, you know, really upsets me because that's two, you know, female protagonist-led shows that I've really gotten into that are canceled, that and High Fidelity, which I was really enjoying too. Oh, I heard Glow got canceled too. Yeah, it did. And And again, it says COVID reasons. Right. Yeah, so I'm not sure what COVID reasons means, but I think it just means that... They can't shoot it in a way that avoids the right. challenges of keeping people healthy. Right, and unless you're going to quarantine as a cast, there's really not a way to guarantee people are going to be safe. Also, these aren't big money shows. It's not like The right. Walking Dead where... Right, they have know. extra incentive to maybe keep people regularly tested. Yeah, and, and they'll, they'll pay for the production cost of adding, you know... Extra people in blue screen, and or green screen rather, and through production, you know, magic, right. which costs a lot of money, CGI and such. Right. Well, hopefully Stumptown will get picked up by another channel or streaming or by, you know, something. I wonder how often that's going to happen now until things go back to normal. Mm-hmm. Hard to say. I think, yeah, a lot of places are going to have that same challenge without a you know, super high budget. Yeah, they're going to drop like flies. I don't know if you... <laughs> so, what a cheery start to our podcast. I don't know if you... Uh, speaking of not cheery, I'm not sure if you read the news, but Neil Patrick Harris and his husband got coronavirus. No, I didn't. I mean, they, they're through the woods now on it, but they said it was pretty miserable. Oh, no. But they're, you know, they came, come out the other end okay. Hmm. But apparently they were down and out for weeks and just, you know, all the things you hear about it. Taste and smell and right. fever and tired. Well, that's actually petulance. Slightly better news than I thought. I thought you were going to say they were getting divorced, and I was going to be really upset. So, by, oh. by comparison, so surprise! You know, yeah. It was good just news. COVID. Okay, 
Now I have a challenge for you. I read a list. Oh, there was sad news. I don't know that we talked about it. It's a little bit old, but Mike the camera guy died. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. Yeah, that's just... an appropriate response. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Rest in peace. And, I, you know, my bad for not looking up his name. How'd you find out? Twitter. You know, because I follow a lot of oh, How yeah, I Met yeah. Your Mother people, so they had posted about it when it happened. Do they even say his real name, or they just say Mike the camera guy? No, because he actually was, like, a crew member that just happened to pop in and play the camera guy on occasion. Okay. Well, before we get started, I'm going to re- read a list of other people that have died in the past month. <laughs> We're going to have our own in memoriam. Should we like play some music in the background? Remember the 30 Rock where Jenna does the kids award show and they have an in memoriam where it's like cartoon characters have, that have died. And, <laughs> and then she's pretending she's dead and then she comes back and like tries to hide her date of birth. Yeah. Okay. So here's the challenge to you. Okay. There have been nine pop stars, and I use the term pop star loosely, okay. that have guest starred on the show. And I want you, in the next 30 seconds, to name as many of them as you can. Are you ready? I'm not. I want to find this guy's name. <laughs> Take it. All right. It's a very hard thing to Google. Rest in peace, guy. I'm sorry. I can't find your name at the moment. Um, okay. Tell me when. On your marks, get set, go. Britney Spears, Katy Perry, Enrique Iglesias. And now I've hit a wall. <laughs> Give you a little more time to think. Pops, uh, Mandy Moore. Ooh, good catch. Uh, it really can be any singer, so I, th- I think they use the, the term pop star lightly. Jennifer Lopez. Ooh, yeah, good. So what am I up to? Five? Five seconds left. You are up to five. Time. Yeah, I got nothing. Uh, that might not have seemed like 30 seconds because I might have edited out the, the pauses. <laughs> okay, you did a good job. You did better than I thought. Thank you. The ones you missed. I don't think you got Carrie Underwood, right? No, damn. Ah, oh, that was such an obvious one. Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, I completely forgot about him. And a scene I don't even remember. Boys to Men. They were in season nine, and they were singing the You Just Got Slapped song. And I don't know if it was, if they were really supposed to be there, if that was if like Marshall hired them after he slapped Barty for the fifth time, or... That's funny. If I it don't was really a, remember that either. If it, if it was like a retelling or a flash, like a fake flashback. I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> and then finally, uh, her name's Nicole Scherzinger. Oh, yeah. The one that plays Glitter. Yeah. She is actually, in real life, uh, the lead singer of the Pussycat Dolls. Yes. Which I didn't know until I read this. I did know that, but I completely forgot about her. Okay. I think you actually did better than I would have in that. Because <laughs> I wouldn't have remembered Weird Al. I didn't know about the Pussycat Doll singer. I wouldn't have remembered Boys to Men. And I think I would have struggled with... I, I'm not sure I would have remembered Enrique Iglesias. But it's Guy L. How could you forget? Uh, no, no, no. I remember him being there, but I almost forget that he's a singer sometimes. Oh. Uh, Okay, let's get into the show. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Do we have any other announcements? Family stuff? No. Okay. Eh, it's been a few weeks, but nothing all that interesting has happened. Okay, so we start off the show at McLaren's. The narrator is 
s- sort of giving a little a little speech about Barty and how he's when times are hard he he's gone and when times are easy he sticks around so th- the leaving one in- involves a flashback to when Marshall was mourning Lily's departure and you know finds out what they're talking about and then takes off right. put so a pin in that I was just going to say that Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Put a pin in that. We'll come back to it. <laughs> and then when Barney hears that they're talking about the bachelor party, he's very interested and he wants to stick around. He is very insistent that there be a stripper. Okay. He also, I, I thought it was kind of funny how he said, you know, what have you laid ground rules with Lily? Where are you and aren't you allowed to be touched? Show me on Ted. And I'm bringing that one up because there weren't very many good lines in this episode. Right. And so that was like a top 20. So I'll mention it. Right. So then Ted goes on an explanation of, you know, Barney always kind of has the same game plan when it comes to bachelor parties. And I kind of like this little montage where they have like all the chairs coming around to go in a circle. And that's part of like They the didn't show it. that in the TV version. I have it in the oh. script I'm looking at here. Okay. But if you want to go ahead and. Describe that. Oh, I mean, it's nothing special. It's just, you know, he always gets a hotel room and, the, you know, you put chairs in a circle. And so, like, during this little explanation, like, the chairs are actually, like, kind of moving themselves <laughs> into a circle. Okay. It's kind of cute. Um, you know, then you bring your friends, turn the heat up to 90, fill it with a bunch of cigar smoke, and then you throw in the stripper. And then we get, like, a not great line, like, you know, she's not going to be beautiful. If she was, it was two kids, three tattoos, and a substance abuse problem ago, Mm -hmm. which is just awful. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Here's the problem I have with this episode, and I didn't anticipate it coming in, but I never seem, at least now, and this might not be true when I watched it the first or second or first dozen times around, but I'm really not enjoying the stripper humor. Right. I, I'm not sure if it was ever funny to me. I just, I don't know. It seems very antiquated as far as, you know, digging for a joke. Yeah. And maybe that's it. It just doesn't age well, but not because I'm against strippers now or think, you know, that's objectifying women. Maybe it is. I think it's in the eye of the woman. But well, I, we do get a scene later on where, you know, she, Treasure seems to, like, really own, you know, what she's doing and, you know, seems to enjoy it. So, yeah. Sex work is work, sex positivity, all that fun stuff. But I have a friend who we were friends like growing up a little bit, you know, like high school time frame. And then her and I kind of lost touch after high school. And I found out a couple years later that she was an uh, exotic dancer. Mm-hmm. Her and another f- girl that I was kind of friends with years back. And they were both kind of doing it together at the same place. And... I, in the last few years, reconnected with her and have hung out with her a few times. I was sort of afraid to bring up that I had heard she was doing that. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, she brought it up at some point, and I said, oh, yeah, I kind of, I think I thought I heard you were doing that. But you and I were so out of touch that I never, you know, thought to bring it up. And she, like, confessed that, you know, she was having, she was doing heroin at the time. I feel like it's almost always a pretty grim picture. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of nuances, too what leads somebody in that direction. And some people do it because they enjoy it. Some people do it because there's other underlying issues. I'd like to see a poll of, not that kind of poll. I'd like to see a poll taken of why are you doing this? Do you enjoy it? 
is, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's research somewhere if you looked it up. Oh, maybe I will. Report back. But, I don't, yeah, so I don't know if they didn't show the part about setting up for the strip scene. I don't know if they showed the part where, like, at Stewart's bachelor party, things... They didn't, <laughs> and I, I could read it on the, on the script. Yeah, we don't really find out what happens, but apparently it was not enjoyable for Stuart, and it's haunting Marshall's dreams, so he does not want strippers. Now, I've been to a, my share of bachelor parties, and most of them did involve, at some point, going to a strip club. Never have they involved having a stripper in a hotel room. So I've never had that experience. I don't think I would enjoy it, although I'm sure if I was in my early 20s, I would have thought it was cool at the time. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I think that's a lead up to bad things happening, and I'm not just saying that because of the movie Very Bad Things. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which sort of gets a reference in this. Does it? Obliquely. Oh, no. well, burying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, we got Ted and Barney kind of going back and forth on, are there going to be strippers? Yes, no. Marshall wants them. No, he doesn't. And Barney argues that Marshall tells him every minute of the day as his inner animal thrashes against the cage of his own puritanical upbringing, which is quite the sentence. I think that was a haiku. (laughs) Barney says it's just ignoring Marshall's wishes wants to know if, you know, he's got someone in mind. He wants to know if prosthetic arms are a deal breaker. Um, It has attachments. Now that I'd want to see. That could be interesting. We get a a scene alone with Ted and Barney. Again, our... Oh, that's kind of what I was talking about, where, yeah, they're starting to back and forth. Yeah, you're right. Um, Yeah, there's not much to this. It's just Barney ignoring Ted's instructions. And there is one line... Ted does say that, you know, we all do like naked girls. Um, It's one of the best things in the world. There's naked girls, democracy, the scene in Every Which Way But Loose where the monkey gives the guy the finger. Again, they love the monkeys in this show. There's a lot of references to monkeys. I don't know what movie this is, and I've never seen a clip of a monkey giving somebody the finger. I probably should have looked it up before. Every Which Way But Loose, it's believe it or not, it's a Clint Eastwood movie. Okay. From the early 80s, and I don't remember what his story in it is. I think they perform, they're performers or something. And it's it's a suspense movie, but it's got humor in it because it's got an orangutan. And it did so well that they made a follow-up to it called Any Which Way, Every Which Way But Loose, Every Which Way But... It's this, The title's very similar. I've never seen any of them, and I've seen almost all of Clint Eastwood's movies. Hmm. Apparently it's supposed to be a good movie, though. It's not like when Matt LeBlanc did a <laughs> right. baseball movie with a pitching monkey. Well, it's one of Ted's top three best things in the world, so it's got to be good. Ted says that they just don't like Barney's Naked Girls. And then we get into a back and forth where he's talking about how, you know, she was a 15 at Stewart's bachelor party, but like in Blackjack, you... You're not sure whether you'd hit it. I guess that's kind of a clever way to say it, but it, once you, by the time you get to the end of explaining it, it's no right. good. And then I do kind of like the Barney promising no strippers and winking. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's very sitcom 
it goes on a smidge too long, but and it comes back around. That's that's when right. how I met your mother usually saves these things. Right, is the coming back around of them. Yeah. Okay. So when the day arrived, they all climbed into a rented Escalade, and they set out. And then here's where we get to see you know some old favorites like Stuart and Brad. Yeah, and Brad very underutilized in this episode. They did find a good way to get him to be without a shirt on. So. Yeah, but you couldn't really appreciate it. And we'll, well, we'll get around to that scene. So Stuart's kind of introduced as the stereotype of the guy at the bachelor party that's always speaking in cliches, which in Stuart's case means he's always... Just railing against marriage. Right. <laughs> and Stuart's not been married that long. Maybe a year, if even. Uh, well, it is it a season around, ago. Yeah, so. it was around the end of And it was towards the end of it, yeah. One, so, yeah. So if, if every season equals a year. Right. Which, you know, let's just assume yeah, it Approximately, does. it seems to. Right. Well, I know what that's like to have it go bad in the first year. Yeah, I guess that's true. But we did, we're doing better now. <laughs> ha, hey, kidding. our marriage is awesome. Our marriage outlasted your last one by like three times already. Maybe four. No, this one's going very well. Splendidly. <laughs> Is it four times? Yeah, yeah four like times. Eight and a half years? Brad's the stereotypical guy that always disappears and then shows up at the very end. Right. And again, that shall come back around. He doesn't get much time, but he does some very, fairly good delivery of his lines. All right, see so you guys back in the room, I guess. And then he kind of makes a face about it. <laughs> yeah, and again, at this point, he wasn't anybody famous. There was no reason to necessarily have him doing anything special. He was just... You know, random guy that's been on a few episodes here. This was sort of me at my friend's bachelor party a few years ago. This was right after Tyler had been born, or shortly after that. And so it's one of the first times I was leaving you alone with him to go to Atlantic City for a bachelor party. And I guess someone in the group got a whole bunch of tickets for OAR at our casino that we were staying. Oh, yeah. And I was like, it was the first night we were there. I was like, you know, I really want to just play... Cards tonight, <laughs> and so I decided not to go see OAR. You I mean, just have to pay for the ticket. No, no, no. I never asked for the ticket. They kind of popped it on me, you know, earlier in the week and said, "Hey, a bunch of us are going to see it. Do you want a ticket too?" Oh, so okay. I, I'm not sure if they had already bought the tickets or I, I kind of think they did, but there was no pressure to co- to go along with it. Now, I like a couple of OAR songs, but you know me, and I've said it on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I can't sit through two hours of a concert when I only right. like a, a band's, like, two songs. Whose bachelor party was this? I don't remember this. That was Brad's uh, bachelor okay. party. That was where one of our friends said, let's get a room together. And I was like, no, I, I, I can get my own room. I, I don't need to split a room <laughs> with someone financially right. speaking. I think he was getting pressured by his wife to split a room and split the cost. Uh, so he was like, well, dude, and then I said, and also I snore, and you don't want to be around that. And so <laughs> he says, he says, oh, we'll barely ever be back in the room. And I said, okay, I mean, you get, that's true, but don't complain to me later. What happens? Two nights later, the second night there, <laughs> middle of the night, Runkle, you're snoring. I was like, shut up. I told you. <laughs> do not complain. I warned you. Go get downstairs and get your own room. Right. <laughs> I was so mad about that. <laughs> Okay, so they're on their way to the bachelor party, and Brad reveals to Barney that they are not going to Atlantic City. Instead, they're going to Foxwoods. Now, right, and I, you know, maybe in the TV version they cut out a bit, because 
I don't have that for a while yet. Oh, wait, sorry. Yeah, maybe I jumped ahead a, a bit there. Um, first, we're dealing with uh, Barney saying that he has porn to watch. Right, so, you know, they're in this rented Escalade that has a DVD player. Right, I jumped ahead. Okay. All right. And then we get to... Oh, wait, I, I don't want to skip this bad joke where... Uh, I was going to skip that bad joke, but go for it. Barney <laughs> says that, you know, the, this one's in HD, and it's in H double D. Oh, yeah, that was that was poor. Yeah, that was very bad. All right, so we're aware now that what Robin's going to be doing is uh, going to Lily's wedding shower. And so we get a quick flashback to Robin showing Barney the gift that she initially picked out, which was like some lingerie, and Barney makes fun of her. And then suggests that she get a battery-powered adult recreational fake penis. Before we go there, she asks him, she says it's kind of, what she wants to show him is kind of racy. Do you think you can handle it? He's like, uh, I've been in a 10-way, so yeah. <laughs> As we found out, that he didn't even make it through the three-way. Now, so here's a question about that. So maybe a 10-way is less, less pressure. Oh, yeah. That would be for sure. So maybe that could have still happened, and then he would still have issue doing a three-way. Yeah, except I would think he would have brought up the 10-way during the three-way one. Maybe. To make up for the fact that he couldn't pull off the three-way. Hey, look, I've had a 10-way. That's like three and one-third <laughs> times as much. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a, an interesting little tidbit. So Barney encourages yeah to, to go get her a, a sex toy. So, yeah, then we get back to the shower, and Robin, I don't know what Robin was expecting. I guess she was expecting more people their age and not family, which, I can again, see, if you've ever been to a bridal shower. I can see Robin know. never having been to a bridal shower before, right? Potentially. I mean, you would assume most people go to some growing up, as you know, Robin points out there were kids at Lily's, but whatever. Yeah, you know, maybe she didn't realize for whatever reason. So she's now embarrassed about her gift and, you know, realizes Lily's mom's there, her grandma, there's little kids. Did you recognize Aunt Florence? No. I believe she was Ross's and Rachel's, I mean, Ross's and um, Monica's aunt. Oh, really? Uh, when Nana dies. Oh. The one that's in the bedroom when Ross has to climb over the bureau in the closet and find clothes for Nana right. for the funeral. No, I can't picture her. Uh, yeah, so apparently Lily's not getting the bachelorette party. Maybe that's why Robin, who clearly has never been to a, a bridal shower, it's believable that she wouldn't have been. Right. Um, thinks that this has sort of a bachelorette party feel to it. Perhaps. But yeah, this is great. So... It's funny, you know, like I said, when we were anticipating this episode, we completely buried the lead unknowingly that by far the best part of this show is the is the wedding shower. Right. And Robin I mean this is this is like level. high, high level how I met your mother stuff. Right. And you know, although I didn't probably laugh that hard when I was watching it this time, I can think back to when I was watching the first time and just on the floor rolling and having to pause it because this scene is so funny. Right. Well, not this scene, but the scene's coming up. Right. And you can, you know, they, they layer it in so well where she's really realizing, like, okay, grandma, aunt, cousins, <laughs> the kids. nun. Yeah, kids. Like, uh, <laughs> there's, there's so much to it, and she just, you know, starts to slowly panic over... What's going to happen? 
And, you know, just every little bit of it where Lily's mom takes it, like, oh, can I guess what it is? You know, what color is it? <laughs> now, now, yeah, here's where Robin says black. And we get a big laugh track there, a big laugh from the laugh track. I feel like I can't quite put my finger on it, but there's something not quite right about that in these times. Like, I oh, feel yeah. like that's fetishizing. and Yeah. Have you ever seen, you've seen Ted, the movie Ted, correct? Yes. Have I seen Ted? <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a gem way, I'm going to say, that's my worst joke of the night. No, that was funny. You laughed. <laughs> okay. Ted 2, there is... Con- constant, constant reference to big black Ugh. in on online videos. Yeah, that doesn't seem like that should be okay. Yeah, it, it, it's it's not. I, I mean, I know the whole Seth MacFarlane thing is you know we're gonna make jokes of things that are not okay. So yeah, you know, it fits if you're telling me this is Ted too. Well, they do go down on Tom Brady, so there is a, it does even out. And, but they, they make a reference to how the Mark Wahlberg character is always watching porn online, and it always ends up being a big black you-know-what. Hmm. I'm not afraid to say those words, but I feel like I'm wrong by saying this out loud. And, no, it's okay to and, censor yourself. <laughs> and Ted... <laughs> and, and Ted... The teddy bear, Ted. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, why don't you turn it off? And Mark Wahlberg's like, I can't. It's big black. You know what? So at least they were sort of open to, there's no homophobia in it. Yeah. So I'll give them points for that. Hmm. Yeah. There's, there's something wrong about all of it. I don't know that I'm articulate enough to... Well, you... I was just listening, re-listening to our very first episode, and you introduced me to the word fetishizing in mm-hmm. that episode, and so that's kind of brings me back to that of because they identify it as a color. Right. And then they make it a joke. But right. it doesn't matter. You know, we'll move past that. It was, it was funny for the time, and I, I don't know why that made it funnier, but it did, but it's wrong, but we'll move on. Right. Right, so then Robin meets cousin Margaret, soon to be sister Margaret. Who yeah, that's a great reveal. But yeah, which is wonderful because Robin, you know, initially is relieved, like, "Oh, good, you know, someone my age." <laughs> and then we find out, yeah, she's going to be a nun. Robin has a good line. Oh, God's watching. Excellent. <laughs> right. So we're back to the Escalade, and they're watching what they think is a porno, and then they realize Morgan Freeman's in it. <laughs> Yeah, it's Deep Impact, which does have a porn name. That's kind of a good I I do like this line. Oh, man, I grabbed the wrong Deep Impact. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen Deep Impact? I think so, but it would have been back when I was in high school. Not only have I not seen Deep Impact, I've never seen Armageddon either. I know. They both came out at the exact same same time. Right. Yeah, I definitely saw Armageddon because I was still on my Ben Affleck kick then, as we talked about the other day. Oh, because we were watching Chasing Amy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I went through a real big Ben Affleck kick and watched as many movies as I could find, <laughs> which then introduced me to the Kevin Smith universe and Chasing Amy, which we rewatched a couple days ago. And Ben Affleck is a very bad dancer in that movie, and yeah. I'm hoping it was intentionally. If you get a chance, audience, well, first of all, Chasing Amy is a good movie. Yeah, for sure. But watch the scene where... <laughs> 
What's her name, Amy? No, her name's not Amy. Her name is Alyssa. I was saying the actress's name. Oh, oh goodness. What like, is her name? It's not like Amy Joey Adams. something. Oh, Joey Adams. Is that all it is? I thought I there was a middle name. Maybe there is. But she's singing on stage in a club, and he thinks she's, he thinks she's well, serenading him. Well, I'm just going to say, and while she's singing, he's kind of, Dancing, they keep cutting to him dancing and swaying back and forth. <laughs> and I think I can't tell if he's either like the best actor in the world at playing a really dorky dancing guy. No, I think this or is if he was much like Marshall in the club. <laughs> I think this is him thinking that he can dance <laughs> or that he's looking smooth there. I'm gonna or sexual. Or I'm whatever. gonna pretend that it was Ben Affleck being really, really in tune with how to dance like a dorky guy and pretend he's... I would have preferred him have a circle around him and him doing some faux break dancing with some Michael Jackson moves built in. (laughs) That wouldn't have gone along with the song. (laughs) Okay. So, wrong wrong DVD. Barney brings out his Cubans. Weren't we just talking about Cubans for this show? We... I don't know oh, if it was this because show, but we it was uh, Arrivederci Fierro because oh, right, right. they had Cubans in the car. Yeah, I right. thought they did. Okay. And then we get, you know, Stuart's peppering some more lines about how marriage is awful. Marriage is jail, right, fellas? But at least you get to have sex in jail. That, this is I where feel like it takes a very long time for somebody to be like, Stuart, is everything okay? <laughs> that doesn't come for a yeah, long time. It's so. at the end. Yeah, he gets in about five of them <laughs> before they jump in. Right, and so here's the part where they, you know, Barney realizes they're not going to Atlantic City, they're going to Foxwoods, which I don't know what that is. Foxwoods is one, if it's not the largest, it's one of the top three largest tribal casinos in the country. Is it in New York? No, it's in Connecticut. Hmm, so Barney really wasn't paying attention to where they no, were going. No, that's a good point, that <laughs> he wasn't. I've been to Foxwoods once. When I went up to stay, I, when... My brother and his and my sister-in-law were getting married. They were getting married in Plymouth, Massachusetts, by Plymouth Rock. Like the, it's called a Plymouth Plantation. And I went up there a week ahead of the wedding and helped them sort of do things to get ready for it. And then Ben, ben and I got a day off to like go down and go to Foxwood. So cool. it was only probably like a two-hour drive, from, an hour and a half, two-hour drive from the Boston area. Okay. So I think it's sort of equal distant accessibility from uh, both New York City and and Boston, Massachusetts. Okay. Which are the two of which are about four hours apart. And it's nice. It's big. It's got everything, you know, a, a casino in Vegas or Atlantic City would have. It's bigger than most of those casinos, actually. Okay. Um, yeah, so Ted relays his, the new plan to Barney, which is, you know, they have tickets, third row tickets to a boxing match, Popensky's Salazar rematch. Does that mean anything to you? I didn't look, I meant to look it up while I was watching to see if it was real, but I forgot. Okay. Who cares? Right. They're going to have their own craps table, and then they have a private room at a restaurant where they're going to share a 102-ounce steak from a cow that Ted picked out on the internet. That's back when that was like a novel thing to do. (laughs) Which, yeah, that sounds like a lovely evening. I would enjoy that. Yeah, I could take or leave the boxing the rest of it sounds fun. Yeah, I like steak. Yeah, boxing for me is only fun to watch if I know who, what, who the competitors are. If it, like one of them, sort of you know a well-known boxer. So Barney said, but he has a stripper going to the hotel in Atlantic City, and 
Ted says, sorry, Barney, it was an honest mistake, and wink. now we get the turnaround and the wink. Right. So, Marshall's very psyched. Meet violence, throwing money down the toilet, America one, every other country zero. Well, there's a lot of other countries with casinos and boxing matches, but... But apparently, <laughs> Marshall <laughs> thinks America's the best for these three things, even though they exist elsewhere. Barney's feigning that he was defeated mm-hmm. by Ted, and then... This is a... I, I do like this reveal, actually, that he outwitted them. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is classic Barney through and through, that when it comes to strategy, you're not going to beat out Barney. Right, yeah, it was very easy for him to assume that Ted would circumvent their original plan, and so I'm sure he just, like, hacked into Ted's email or something, figured it all out. So, the stripper's in the hotel room waiting for them when they arrive. Her Her name is Treasure. Not one of the more creative stripper names. Yeah, and there's no good jokes that really come from that, either. Actually, I'm glad, because usually there are a whole (laughs) bunch of things mixed in from Barney where he has fun with the name of the stripper. Right. And this time they they let us go without having to suffer through those. And so we get the first, I think it's the first of, you know, Barney keep, you know, continuing to mention that he's Marshall's best man. I don't get that. That doesn't make any sense. If it was Ted getting married, it, it makes sense, but there's no way Barney thinks that he's even anywhere close to equal footing with Ted as friends with Marshall. I think you're underestimating Barney's view of himself and his importance in everyone's life. No, I don't think I am. I think they cheated a little bit here, having him think that he might be the the best man or even a co-best man. Maybe, I mean, or maybe it just sets up you know, the next reveal at the end. Or maybe he doesn't really think he's going to be the best man at all. He just, just is saying that so that he can mess with the bachelor party. That could be. I can see that. So Marshall says, you know, surrenders. Okay, fine, but let's make it fast. And the fight starts in an hour. We don't want to miss it. And then Barney says that, you know, this is this strip tease is a bit more complicated than that. She needs two grounded sockets, a large sterile pot filled with hot water, and they need to sign releases. Sounds fancy. I don't know what that would entail, but... Yeah, for some reason on TV and in movies... Strippers do all these fun, creative things that don't. I've never seen in any strip club I've ever gone to. Now, maybe they do it in private bachelor parties, but I don't think so. But even in the strip clubs, like they had Barney in a strip club where the the strippers blowing bubbles right out of her crotchal area. So yeah, that, that seems to be such a TV trope that strippers do very creative, like like they're clowns at the circus, <laughs> right. All okay. Right. And then we get back to Lily's bridal shower, and her first gift is an egg beater that's cordless. And <laughs> why do you? Robin. I don't know why you need an electric egg beater. I swear there's nothing faster than taking a fork, putting in the egg stuff, and just beating it around. Fair point. Seems like an unnecessary purchase, or, and, and slash invention. True, but it sets up a nice joke for Robin. <laughs> At least I got that part right. <laughs> <laughs> And then we get a oft-visited telepathic conversation or attempt at one. Mm-hmm. And I like, I like, oh my God, you're hearing me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, Robin is trying to tell her, like, don't open my gift. Like, I'm looking at the gift, don't open it. And Lily interprets that to mean that Robin needs a tampon. So 
So then we get to the pile of gifts and Robin's, you know, next, I guess maybe her next move was to try to just take it and hide it or something, Mm -hmm. but you know, none to be Margaret comes over and (laughs) yeah, she seems to be feeling like she's guardian of the gifts and in charge. (laughs) Right. Sort of strange. Right. And Robin, you have to make a damn good nun. (laughs) Robin's got so many good, like random one liners in this. So Robin's next move, as Ted points out, she can't quite ever really explain why she does it. And then we put a pin in that and jump back over to the bachelor party. Oh, good, because in my notes I was like, did I forget to write down what that move was? But we come back around to it. Yeah, we get a bunch of stuff here where you can't see what the stripper's doing. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. But they're all fascinated. And, yeah, we don't ever find out. Ted's not going to tell his kids what happened, but... A minute later, apparently, she breaks her ankle. Right. So they have to take her to the hospital, and we get a good line from Marshall here. (laughs) She told you at the beginning of the show not to use the smoke machine when she's on the hippity hop. We don't know what the hippity hippity hop is. What do you think a hippity hop is? A hippity hop's that thing that Tyler has, the blue thing with the handle. Oh, okay. So we do know what a hippity hop is. Yeah, it's like a big like yoga ball with a handle on it. Okay. That sounds like it would be interesting. (laughs) So presumably the smoke made the floor wet and she slipped on. That's my guess. And Barney tries to save it by being like, oh, we'll get to see your x-rays. Yeah, there's like, some bad x-ray jokes. It's going to be triple X. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimate strip show and Marshall is not having it. We've got a series of stuff in the car on the way to the hospital. I think it is kind of funny that Barney thinks they're going to have to bury her out. <laughs> She's just in the like, desert. what is wrong with you? I, I, I found that kind of funny that that's where his brain went. And she's not, I'm not a hooker. Right. And so, you know, who knows if Barney actually meant that or, as he says, he's trying to show Marshall that, you know, if, if he was his best man, he would help him bury a hooker in the desert if need be. Mm-hmm. They try and tune into the fight. It's already over. Of course, you know, we get the trophy. Anyone lucky enough to be right. in the arena tonight just witnessed boxing history in the making. Sein- don't know Seinfeld already kind of covered this in the parking space. I don't remember that. Everyone's going over to Seinfeld's house to watch a boxing fight, to watch uh, a match, uh, a fight, and including Mike Moffat, who is pulling in. To park forward. Uh, okay, I was George thinking of the one when the they spot were in the parking garage. Yeah, right? that's what I was thinking. Okay, that's why I didn't. remember. I think this one's that one. The one I'm talking about is called the parking space because that does get right confusing. Right. But then at the very end, Jerry goes if you know after going through all the fighting about the parking space, he goes back to finally watch the fight and it's over. Gotcha. All right, so then we are back at the bridal shower. None to be Margaret has carved Lily a crucifix. Which is an interesting gift <laughs> for someone who's not overly religious. Someone, I, I didn't hear it, but I, I see in the script, don't, didn't think you could carve. Yeah, I think it was Lily. It was like really quiet in the background. <laughs> Why would someone either think or not think that she could carve? <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird line. All right, now we got Grandma Louise. Lois. Lois, sorry, thanks. Grandma and Lois. Maybe we did see it. I, you know what? I didn't write it down either, but maybe we did see at the end where Robin switched, just essentially switched cards on a box that just so happened to be in the same wrapping paper and the same exact Yeah, I think it was subtle. Yeah, but I think it was at the end of the last bridal shower scene, so. Okay, now we get to the best part of the show. (laughs) Before she opens it, she wants to say, Grandma Lois wants to say a few words. 
And we get uh, there's quick, things she needs to know. Right. And we get a quick cut in from Ted that uh, Grandma Lois thought she was giving Lily an antique sewing machine. So they show her pat, you know, putting in a box. And I swear to God, that that is the world's smallest sewing machine. It really is. I don't know how that would work. But what is this a sewing machine for? Ants? Exactly. Okay, we're back in. All right, so, so we the little device has been in the family for generations. Now, for Lily to truly appreciate all that's being said by Grandma Lois after she opens a gift, she really has to be clocking these things she's saying. And so it's so almost, much more enjoyable for her. Yeah, and so you see it as she, Allison Hannigan's great here, as she's opening it and well, trying wait, 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 to, wait, 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 we'll okay. get to that. Okay. But... <laughs> Okay, so it's been in the family for generations. Her great-grandmother used it. Um, and at first, Robin's just horrified by all this, even though right. no one and knows so the... the best part is Robin in the background, like, trying to drink some wine, and every time Grandma Lois says anything, she's, like, almost spitting or, like, making a face. It's so Towards funny. the end, she actually starts laughing in the last <laughs> few lines, but... Um, but, yeah, she's kind of in the back, so nobody sees her Her mother didn't use one, but she had one just like it. They were of made of wood, wood back then. <laughs> And then before that, you had to do it by hand. <laughs> and so this this is the point where somebody asks Robin if she can pass the wine, and Robin's like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We are... Oh, and then we cut back to the bachelor To the hospital. Party. Or yes, the remnants of the bachelor party, I should yeah, say. Yeah, we get more uh, marriage smashing from Stuart, and that's when Marshall right. says, is everything all right at home at Stuart? No. <laughs> they don't go into any detail about that. Right. And then Treasure comes out with her broken ankle, and she gives quite the sob story. Yeah, it about, goes on for a long time. About her life, and, you know, Barney's well, just ready to move on. Like, all right, well, let's get back to it. And then, you know, everybody else is like, no, no, you know, it's fine. And that's when we, you know, find out Treasure you know, does enjoy her job, and she's going to put on her show. She's good at it. She doesn't need their pity. So they get all set back up. Oh, I, I do want to mention that Barney says that he knows for a fact that the second half of her act takes place largely in a seated or supine position. <laughs> supine means laying down. Mm-hmm. I had to look it up. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Treasure starts her show, and again, we don't really know what happens, but we get some reactions from the guys that it is wrong. Well, I did, like, I think it was Marshall that said, well, the doctor did say for her to keep it elevated. Or maybe that was Ted. <laughs> I think it was Ted. Okay. So back to Lois. Oh, and it just keeps going. They used to have contests to see who could finish my faster. My mother taught her, me and my sister, sister. used it. The whole family <laughs> would gather to watch, around to watch. That's my favorite. <laughs> and then he wouldn't admit it to his uh, army buddies, but her, the, her grandfather liked to use it himself sometimes. Right. And it's what kept her busy when her grandfather was deployed to Korea. And so, yeah, this is the point where then Lily opens it up and you just see Allison Hannigan's face just trying to process she, everything. She really takes her time with this, <laughs> with her nonverbal reaction to it. <laughs> and I, I'm trying to figure out, is it in a package? Did Robin take it out of a package? Or was it just a... Yeah, usually they're still kind of in the There's some plastic. plastic. It's obvious this wouldn't be an old thing, but... Maybe Robin took it out of the... I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of questions about the presentation. <laughs> Much like Pulp Fiction, we won't know exactly what it looks like in the box. <laughs> right. So, at that point... Well, take it out, honey. I want to show you how to use it. 
<laughs> and that's when Robin finally cuts in. It's like, nope. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, I switched to tags. Like, and then, you know, Robin explains. Or do they show? I think maybe she shows. or they, No, they all kind of peek into the box and see what it is. And I love that all the older ladies' references, Sex in the City. <laughs> oh, it's just like the one that... Pretty quickly, too, there's no, like, embarrassing pause for it. Mm-hmm. And then we get Lily's mom being like, wait, where can I get one? <laughs> Lily's horrified again. Now, she says it's like just like the one Miranda gave to Charlotte on Sex in the City, but that's not correct. No. It's nothing like it. The one that... Actually, it's not even Miranda. Well, maybe it is Miranda. But they give Charlotte the rabbit. Mm-hmm. And that's what Charlotte gets, like, addicted to and can't leave the house. <laughs> right. But the rabbit was pink. It wasn't big and... Blah, blah. So, and then we get another voiceover from Ted that... Okay, and then, then I just became more uncomfortable because we have all the older relatives speculating and asking for their own battery-powered device. Brilliantly written scene, writers of... <laughs> yes. Craig Thomas and Carter Bay and, or whoever wrote this episode. Yeah, I didn't look up who wrote it. Really well done. That's, this is one of the, i got to say, top ten single scenes for me in How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. I, I haven't ranked them my top favorite scenes, but maybe I will one day. It was very good. And, it, yeah, it definitely lifts the rest of the episode. Yeah, the whole, the bachelor party itself is just kind of like, eh. But, yeah, that, that bridal shower <laughs> scene, really. Yeah, it's like we're... It's like it's two different episodes. Right. You know? Right. Okay, they're around, we're back with the guys, they're at a restaurant. They're this, trying to eat their cow. Yeah, Barney kind of wants to relive the night through stories, what was your favorite part? I, I did not <laughs> like the, you know, the whole, I may be done eating, me too. I mean, like, forever, me too. <laughs> a little, a little bit lazy. <laughs> Stuart misses his wife. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, and so Barney's rehashing everything and leads to, Barney, put out the cigar. And eventually I did. Did I? Did I put it out? I put it out. I put it out. Did I put it out? Did I put it out? And then he did not put it out. Yeah, small fire. They got kicked out of the the hotel. So they had to go back to New York early. Oh, but let's not miss that, you know, as they're leaving Foxwoods and driving away. They're looking out the window, and Ted's like, is that? Marshall says, it is. And they pull <laughs> right. up, it's Brad. Right. And we don't know if he's naked. He's at I, least shirtless. I feel like you got to assume he's either in boxers, underwear, or naked. Yeah. So what do we think happened to Brad? I could not even begin to speculate. Like, he doesn't what? seem especially drunk, so it's not like uh, I'm wild and crazy and drunk, and I'm going to go running outside. I, I, I mean, he's kind of built. Was he just going for a run? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, we do see him go shirtless at the wedding. <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. I do wonder what... It seems more like he got into some sort of trouble where his clothes were taken. Maybe. It's weird that they don't ask him. It's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> so they're back at McLaren's. Robin's wondering why they're back already. And they missed the fight. Dinner was ruined. Ted's kind of re- recapping for her. And, of course, it was. this was all pure Barney. Barney comes back to the, you know, hey, I was just trying to be a good best man, and him and Marshall have some back and forth. Marshall saying, you know, I don't even think I want you at the wedding. He's actually not that adamant about it. He's just like, maybe I don't even want you at the wedding. Yeah, I mean, Marshall seems a bit perturbed, but not, like, livid, but not very happy with Barney. Then we get a big reveal that when Barney left 
the clearance in that flashback where Marshall was crying about Lily. He he flew straight out to San Francisco, found Lily. Now I do like the interaction with Barney and Lily, where he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When she opens the door, he's like, yeah, yeah, Barney, what are you doing here? I can't believe it's really you. Come in, have a seat. <laughs> do you want to have some tea? I know the apartment's small, but I don't need much space. Here, let me show you some of my show you some of my paintings. I think it's the best work ever. Just stop it. He's, it's all the he's doing both and sides. Lily of the doesn't get a word in Edra. Like she says literally nothing in the scene. It's all Barney. <laughs> I like how he references in his explanation to her, I cannot keep stealing chicks from him forever forever. Right. Which is a callback to the uh Toad and the Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he you And know, so just, wait, 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 let's 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 hang on to this for a second because it's not a she comes back during that episode of Toad and the Scorpion. That's where she reappears. Mm-hmm. Or no, she reappears before the other one, but then she reveals herself in the Toad and Scorpion as being back, right? Yeah, I mean, I think I did read there's a bit of a disconnect with the timeline, but we're going to suspend that because this is such a good scene. Okay, yeah, so, uh, you know, you would think that she came back that same couple of days because it was, I don't think the Toad and the Scorpion, like, were that far apart. Or it wasn't, wasn't over a long stretch of time. Yeah, and maybe there's an argument to be made that, like... Because we saw her, I think we saw her at, like, the very end of the episode before the Scorpion and the Toad, and that's how we knew she was back, and she saw Marshall, and he was happy, and then I think the next episode is Scorpion and the Toad, where he starts really getting back into trying to date, and Barney starts stealing all the girls, so maybe that episode potentially talks about time before, if that don't make sense. It doesn't. So... In The Scorpion and the Toad, it shows Marshall starting to open back up and be willing to meet people. You know, he, he looks at Robin's butt, mm-hmm. and that means he's ready to start dating again. So that's when Barney decides he's going to start taking him out to date, but then keeps stealing girls from him. But is there any way it's that the, like that episode kind of went back into, say, like the timeline of a couple episodes back where Lily might have still been in San Francisco? Scorpion and the Toad? Yeah. I mean, I'm, it's pure speculation, and it's probably just... There might have been, you're saying that between the way they go back and forth in story, like jump ahead, move back, that maybe her showing up at the very end of the episode before that might have been in that timeline of the actually during... No, that doesn't work, because I think at the end of the episode before that, the big deal is that Marshall's down at the bar, and he's left the house, and he has clothes on. And okay. so he's finally up and about... Like, hey, you're here. And they're like laughing and celebrating it. And that's when she walks down the stairs, looks at them, and turns back around and okay. goes away. And then we have the scorpion and the toad. So it just, it's inconsistent, but you're right. Let's, but it's worth let's it let it go. Because this is cute. So, okay. yeah. So, Barney's point is that, you know, Lily and Marshall belong together, and Marshall's a great guy. Somebody else is going to get him if you don't hurry up and get back. And yeah, I can't keep stealing all these girls from him. So, here's your ticket home. And then I like, uh, if you had three hours to kill before your flight, what'd you do? Alcatraz or Fisherman's Wharf? Okay. And so Marshall then, yeah, Marshall and Ted both kind of decide that Barney's going to be the best man, but then Marshall amends it to be co-best men. Mm-hmm. And then we get another wink from Barney. Yes, we're both best men, winks. Right. So and then we get a little tag where Robin and Lily are trying to decide what to do with this joke gift and who should keep it. And yeah, and I wrote down my note for this back and forth because, you know, they're, be- they're beating around the bush, no pun intended. Um, are we past this in this point in time of being shy about owning a, a sex toy? I feel like... 
You would think, and they've already said they're best friends. So, yeah, I mean, I guess some friends are more comfortable talking about it than other friends. I, I, I think it's unfitting. I, I think it's kind of funny, though. <laughs> like, them both trying to be like, oh, no, I'll just throw it away, or I'll, I'll just keep it for the next time. I Like, I, I think it's kind of funny. All right, where do you think I have this ranked? Mm, 90. Close, 83. Ooh, okay. What's your favorite joke? My favorite joke is just that, like, <laughs> the whole thing with Lily's grandma. Yeah, Lois' speech, that's what I have. But if I had to pick, like, a one-liner, it would probably be... Yeah, what's your favorite be... comment within her speech? No, like, outside of that whole thing. Oh, okay, because be... I, I have something within that that oh, I think okay. is my favorite. So outside of that, my favorite one-liner is, oh, man, I grabbed the wrong deep impact. Yeah. Okay, good for you. I think my favorite is everyone came out to watch. The whole family <laughs> right. came out to watch. It was so exciting. The whole family came out to watch. <laughs> Who's going to finish? Because first? you're picturing all these things she's saying, but with <laughs> with a dildo. I mean, I was. I was picturing dildo. it with the so. Is it a vibrator or a dildo, or is it both? I believe it's a vibrator because it's battery-operated. What's your least favorite? Oh, that dig about, like, you know, the strippers might have been pretty kids and tattoos and okay. substance abuse issues ago. Feminism. I mean, it's a bad joke, and it's mean. I didn't like the done with eating stuff. I'm done with eating. I mean forever. Me too. Mm-hmm. I like that. You like that one? I mean, it wasn't my, one of my favorites, but I thought it was fine. Okay. Well... Why don't you tell them where they can find us? You can find us at runklerecaps.com, at runklerecaps on Twitter, underscore how I met your podcast, underscore on Instagram. You can shoot us an email at runklerecaps at gmail.com. And I think that's all the things. Okay, well, Jen needs to get hurrying out of here because she said she has to sew some stuff, whatever that means. Yeah, I'm going to need to have the room to myself (laughs) to sew. You don't want the whole family to watch? I don't. All right. All right. Next week it is, I forget what the name of it is, but it's the one where Barney's giving stuff away. The showcase or something like that. Oh, when he goes on the price. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. It's called the showcase. We'll find out next week. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.